We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack a Day podcast Thursday edition. Weekend is almost here. We're already underway into the twenty twenty-three NFL regular season. The Green Bay Packers won. Their opening game against the Chicago Bears. That is old news, but it's the first time we're doing a show since before that game kicked off. And there's some other stuff that's happened this week. So let's get right to it. I am half of your Thursday crew, Jason Perrone. You can find me over on Twitter at Jason Perrone. I also do the Quick Slants podcast at Game on Wisconsin and enjoyed a great live stream over at PSF with at Danny in the Snow, Miss Danielle, this past weekend as well. I had a lot of fun over there. And thank you, everybody who stopped. Over there with me, as always, of Packer Report is Mark Eckel. Mark, Packers are one and zero. Yeah, I, we. I'm not surprised. Still the Bears, so not not a whole lot to see and not a whole lot to say there. But not quickly, great, I, I thought the Packers played a, a very complete game. I mean, if they're they, hey, the Bears were favored. That's Vegas, I'm but yes, saying, and Vegas you know. Vegas obviously doesn't always get it right. The house doesn't yeah, always there, win. There were a lot of quote unquote you know league experts that picked the Bears to win that game. A lot of you know, a lot of people thought the Packers weren't very good and the Bears were up and coming and blah, blah, blah. And guess what? It wasn't that way, was it? What no. Did, I mean, the Packers, they didn't just beat them. They, they blew them out. The entire NFL network panel picked the Bears. Complete sweep. So they're all, they all have at least, we all have at least that loss to their name. And quickly after, now obviously, great game Sunday. Packers played well, get a big win against the Bears. Bears fans have nothing to They keep crying in their beer, all that kind of stuff. And then 24 hours later, the, I don't want to call it the shot heard around the world, but obviously, obviously not Packers related, but is still going to be somewhat Packers related because you're, you're going to have a hard time disconnecting Aaron Rodgers from the Packers after this short period of time, even after everything else. 
and it, and that it also affects the Packers. It does. Referring to the unfortunate torn Achilles heel uh, injury that Aaron Rodgers suffered after just four snaps on right. Monday night with the Jets in their season opener against the Bills in New York. Aaron Rodgers' season is over before, basically before it even gets started. And then, like you said there, Mark, yes, there is an obvious tie to the Packers there because it's going to impact greatly the compensation that Green Bay is going to get back with regards to that. But I'm more just... You know, it's it's still fresh, and I more just I think it's something we can we can discuss and give our take on real quickly here. I know that you have your your thoughts, and then I'll give mine. Obviously, don't love to see somebody get hurt, but what was your what were your thoughts when that when it happened? I mean, it was stunning in a sense that, like you said, four plays. You know, um, but I can't say like I was I was stunned that it happened after four plays. Yes, that, that but like I, I like I was telling you in our pre pregame whatever. I w- I've been asked a million times by my friends down here, old friends up north, hey, what do you think of Rodgers and the Jets? What do you think of Rodgers and the Jets? What do you think of Rodgers and the Jets? I mean, from the day the trade happened until the start of the season, everyone's asked me what I think of, and I and my thoughts were, I don't think it's going to work. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, listen, Rodgers isn't, he can still throw the ball, still got the arm and everything, but he's 39 years old, going to be 40. He's not as mobile as he once was, yet he still thinks he's mobile. He still tries to buy time. He still tries. His greatest strength to me, other than his arm, was his ability to extend plays and make things happen. I mean, those hell, all those hail marys he threw, they were from they were extending, you know, making things happen. And that's what made him great was his ability to to, to see the, you know, to take. He wasn't a quick release, bang 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 guy. That was never him. He was a scan the field, you know, extend things. Well. You need a good offensive line, and you need to be a little mobile. Well, he lost a lot of mo- mobility, as anybody at his age would. And that line is a, is the is a ter- and, and shame on the Jets and and Joe Douglas, who's everybody's great. You know, he's gonna get he should get fired, Joe Douglas. Let, let's be honest, he should get if the Jets. And I now, see now he has an excuse because Rodgers got hurt. But you're you're wasting money on Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard instead of going out and, and fixing up a, a terrible terrible offensive line. Mm-hmm. Well, he got what he paid for. He put up. He puts a terrible offensive line in front of an old quarterback that can't move anymore. What did he think was going to happen? And now you're handing those very specific weapons that were brought in for that aging quarterback that doesn't move around very well that do certain things, and now they're going to be tasked with helping whichever young quarterback or free agent quarterback ends up taking the reins for the Jets. I made a joke on Twitter. It'll be, it'll, it's, it's Zach Wilson until. Yeah, Whenever. and I made it. I kind of made a joke. I kind of tw- can move around. Yeah, but I kind of I grow. But I kind of tweeted and joked that that I made the joke of like the form email that you get when when a company doesn't decide to hire you. They send you the they send you the polite rejection and say we right. considered your application after careful consideration. We've chosen to to pursue other candidates. I kind of tweeted that out with regards to Zach Wilson when the reports came out that they were reaching out to free agent quarterbacks at this point because again, second overall, what well, doesn't matter. The point the point isn't the the point is is that the Jets are just they're not bought into Zach Wilson and this was what we said if anything happens to Rodgers or if they didn't get the Rodgers trade done way back months ago before it got done, mm-hmm. it was like, "Well, what are you going to do? Turn to Zach Wilson who you clearly don't have any trust in." And once again, the Jets don't have any trust in him because they're shopping around and trying to find something. Now they might end up having to roll well, with him. They need a backup. They don't have a backup. Right, but they well no, but 
they don't they obviously don't to my point they obviously don't trust him they don't well, he's yeah. he's not their you know he's not going to be their quarterback if they're asking about other guys and if, if they were and if they were fully comfortable with him obviously I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is even there to begin with so but oh, it no. is you was, know my if he, the, if, if he was as good as the number two pick in the draft is supposed to be they're not trading for Aaron Rodgers. No, they're, they're not. going with the number two pick in the draft. Exactly. And they've, you know, after after they used a, a top pick on Sam Darnold just a few years prior to that. So the well, Jets. Well, like I told Jets fans, it, it, don't worry. It's okay. In 15 years or so, you'll, we'll trade you, we'll trade you Jordan, Jordan Love. Jordan Love in 15 years. Very true. <laughs> so my take, I mean, obviously I was, I was bummed out, disappointed. I don't think the NFL is going to be as much fun. If you want to say from the play on the field to the storylines, to the drama, whatever angle you want to approach it from, I don't think the NFL is going to be as much fun without Rodgers. And I hope that he recovers well. And I really don't care whether he decides he wants to play or not, you know, all, all this stuff. And, and Rodgers is very philosophical and, and he's going to be very, very intentional with his words and whether or not he's going to play. And I'm just glad that that's the jets have to figure that out. And it's not something exactly. the Packers have to figure out anymore. And right. so on we move. But I thought we let should. Let me say this. One. Let me just and we'll end it with this. I don't care if he plays or not. I mean, that, that's up totally up to him and the, and the Jets. But for what I just said, you know, he's lost mobility. He's he, if, if if he comes back. And I, and I know everybody says, oh, he'll be back. He's all down running. He wants, but now, now you're talking about a soon to be 41 year old quarterback coming off a terrible leg injury. Mm-hmm. Huge. <laughs> it's still behind a bad offense. I mean, I don't know if the Jets are going to be able to fix the offense line overnight, but uh, that, <laughs> it's not going to work again. Mm-hmm. It's just not. Yeah, they're not going to be know, able to. I mean, they're not going to be able to fix that line enough in one off season. I don't think. I mean, maybe, but I, uh, they didn't fix it this year. How what makes them think they're going to? You know, and again, he's going to have no mobility. Listen, all here's what I know about uh, Achilles torn Achilles injuries. Two people that I know personally and very well for that matter kevin johnson who played he was a wide receiver he was the first pick in the second round of the 99 draft by um cleveland cleveland's expansion team he was tim couch's wide receiver in, in cleveland he was a pretty good player his claim to fame is he every year he played in the league he, he led his team in receptions he played for cleveland and baltimore and then he went to detroit and he was leading them in receptions like midway through the year when he tore his achilles he never played again. And he was only like, I'm going to say he was not even 30 mm-hmm. when that happened. Tore his Achilles, tried to come back, couldn't, never played again. Todd Pinkston played for the Philadelphia Eagles. Might have been awesome. What, what draft was he? 2000, I believe it was. 2000 or 2001. Second round pick. Played about four or five years for the Eagles. I'm trying to remember how many years he played. Maybe a little more than that because he was on the Super Bowl team. Yeah. So he got, he tore his Achilles middle of the season. Tried again, came back to camp. He was still under contract. Came back to camp, you know. Didn't play much in preseason because they were working him back in, blah, blah. He wound up getting cut and never played again. Now, again, wide receiver is a little different because you need your you need, you know, you need some speed to play. But I'm just saying, that's two young guys that I know that tore their Achilles. And this was years ago. I know medical science, is, we, we've come a long way with different injuries. But torn Achilles are not easy right. to come back from. Right. I think I mean that's worse than an ACL. I was just I was literally just going to say the ACL used to be the dreaded one. I'm like I I think an Achilles is worse. Well, it takes away a lot of mobility and a lot of, you know, and speed. Not that a quarterback needs a lot of speed, but he need, you know. I I don't see it. I don't see a 41-year-old. Why would he want to? Mm-hmm. I know you you know he doesn't want to go out this way. Well, a lot of guys don't want to go out certain ways, but it happens. 
Does he I, want to walk when he's when he's forty five? Yeah, and I think I think he's probably in his mind he's he's like he's very dedicated to coming back and getting back because he's a few, few days off of being an NFL player and starting a game and going through an entire offseason of prep and all that other kind of stuff. But you know, let's talk to him once he gets three three to six months into this rehab and you really get a sense for how well you're recovering, how you're feeling what you've learned, your your stepping back, reflections, all that other stuff too. So I guess we can we can kind of leave it at that. I'm not 100% sure of his contract status with the Jets. I know he took a little bit of a cut this year and mm-hmm. helped them cap-wise. So I don't know what his deal is next year, but and I, this is cruel. I don't want to – I mean, but if you're the Jets, do you want to carry a big salary and a big cap hit for a 41-year-old coming off a torn Achilles? Well, at this point – Anything that they do, I don't think they can get any any relief. I don't know what kind of relief they would get. I'd have to look at the, the at the contract. Yeah, I, don't I don't know what know, kind. I don't of... know how. I guess I just I don't I don't know the I don't know I don't know anything about his deal with the Jets because I know he redid it. So I don't know how they redid it. If they, if they did where they can, maybe they can. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you this: because it's the Jets, my tongue in cheek response is: is whatever plan the Jets have, uh, hanging out and waiting to see if a forty one year old Aaron Rodgers coming off of a recovered Achilles injury uh, might still be a better plan. So don't, don't, don't rule anything out as far as Joe Douglas and the Jets or whoever it is that's making the decision. But I guess we can transition our way over now. And we've got the Packers and the Falcons week two. We got the Packers defense against the Falcons offense. Now, nice little advantage we have here, Mark, because you in the local market got to watch a lot of the Falcons last week. Yeah, well, that was the, the early game here in Carolina was obviously the Panthers playing the Falcons. So yeah, I was, I was like, oh, this is great. I get, I get, I get to do a little, you know, get some preview work done here. So yeah, so I watched the Falcons Panther game. Falcons are, they're not. I picked them to win the South before the season. Now that wasn't. I had to pick somebody to win the South. I like, I like Arthur Smith, their their head coach. I think I, I liked him when he was the coordinator for the Titans. This is actually a a battle between the two. Former Titans offensive coordinators, right? I think did Smith take over when when Lafleur left? I think he did, right? Uh you could be right. Yeah, but I like, and he's trying to he's trying to build the Falcons into what the Titans were in terms of a uh, they they're run they're run first. I mean, and when when he was in Tennessee, it was you know Derrick Henry was the bell cow, right? I mean they 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 went through Derrick Henry. They had Ryan Tannehill, and they they told him you know make some plays, but don't mess up, you know. But we're we're going to win or lose with with Derrick Henry running the ball, playing good good defense. You know, let's not put ourselves in a bad bad position. And they won a lot of games that way. Tennessee was pretty good. They made the playoffs most every year, doing it that way. They didn't do well in the playoffs, but they because I think come playoff time, your quarterback has to do more than that. But but they won a lot of regular season games. I think that's what he's trying to build here. He has the he has two good B. John Robinson, the eighth pick of the draft, had a pretty good opening day. Uh, didn't carry the ball. A whole lot. He had ten carries for fifty-six yards. Caught, I think he caught four or five passes, including a really nice touchdown where he juked like three guys, <laughs> and you know, it was like a ten-yard touchdown uh, re- reception. But he, he, it was, it was impressive. And then they have uh, Algier, who was a thousand-yard back from last year. He carried fifteen times for seventy-five yards last week. So the two of them combined for one hundred thirty-one yards on twenty-five carries. That, that's that's pretty good. They're, you know, they, their offensive line, I thought was pretty good, and. It, Run blocking, obviously they were, but they gave up four sacks on only 22 dropbacks. Desmond Ritter, he threw the ball 18 times, but he got sacked four times. That's not a good. That's not good. And I don't think Carolina's pass. Carolina's got a decent front and a decent pass rush, but I think the Packers' pass rush. 
I mean, the Packers, if they were playing any other quarterback last week, they would have had 10 sacks. They had 36 total pressures on Justin Fields last week. Yeah. I'm saying any other quarterback. I mean, listen, say what you want about Fields. And I'm, I, you, you know I'm not a Justin Fields fan as a quarterback. Ohio State quarterbacks in general, right? <laughs> when, when, they, when they get a good one, let me know. Because <laughs> they, they've they never had one. True. Not in the NFL anyway. But, I mean, he can run. There's no, I mean, if, like I said, almost any other quarterback, the Packers have 10 sacks. I mean, Fields got away from – I mean, that's what he does. He can run. And like we, when we talked about last week, when we talked about, you know, you got to be careful rushing him because he can hurt you. Now he didn't really kill him. He made a couple of nice plays running, but he didn't, he didn't break off that, you know, 50 yarder or 30 yarder. Or, you know, they did a pretty good job. I thought, you know, keeping him somewhat con- controlled running mm-hmm. and, and passing and saying, you know, so Desmond Ritter does not have that kind of ability. He doesn't run like Justin Fields. So if the Packers pass rush does what they did last week, and if an Atlanta's offensive line doesn't block better than they blocked against the Panthers, the Packers are going to get some sacks this week. Hello, friends. As many of you know, a few years back, the Milwaukee Bucks were in the NBA Finals, and I desperately wanted to go to Game 6 in Milwaukee to see them win the championship. As you can imagine, prices were insane, and I kept going back and forth with different apps to try and find the cheapest tickets possible. I finally found them, clicked purchase, and of course they were gone. Goodbye Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Now thankfully, the day of the game I was able to find a ticket, but the entire thing was so expensive and way too stressful. I really wish I could have simply used Game Time to alleviate all of the stress and all of the hassle. I've started using Game Time app for purchasing all of my tickets, and I wish I would have done so sooner. From low prices to easy to find tickets to last minute ticket deals, the Game Time app is perfect for all of my ticket needs. Game Time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your seat before you buy. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two clicks only in fact, and tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never need to dig through your email. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. That's code P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. It's finally football season, which means it's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite, Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, prize picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using prize picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing, and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, it's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepickscom packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Yeah, they should. Hopefully so. I mean, Rashawn Gary 
uh, limited in practice on Wednesday for what it's worth. Just that sure, we only have one day's it. worth of data. But got in there, got some pressures, would have had a sack if it wasn't for a penalty on Sunday. And I think he's going to ramp up and continue to be a bigger part of the pass rush. And yeah, the Packers, the big thing though, Mark, and you made this point, you've made this point several times and you proved to prove to be completely correct is that defensive line is creating a lot of pressure. And if they're not the ones getting home or creating the pressure, they're letting others get in there and create it. I think the Packers are going to be, they're going to be keeping a lot of passers very uncomfortable this season. Now, the big thing is, is that, with a very dynamic, and he's still very young, so I'm I'm not going to go crazy with Bijan Robinson. He's a very good running back. He was the first one taken, mm-hmm. I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, right? Oh, but for you. And so he's very, very good. So obviously, again, you have to play discipline. Now, this is a, it's a different story when you have a dynamic running back versus a quarterback who can run. You can still get after the passer because Desmond Ritter is a young quarterback. I mean, get in his face all, all day and force mistakes. Let's have that happen because the Packers can certainly benefit from that. But... This is another week where that front is going to have an opportunity to do some damage because, again, the run, in the run game and, and making sure that they keep everything at bay there and then getting getting pressure on the QB, like I said, too. Now, Quay Walker also didn't practice Wednesday, still coming back mm-hmm. from the concussion. I mean, obviously, it was a pretty bad one. They took him out right after he got the pick six. Now, what was interesting was uh, his run back there. You got a chance to see his dynamicness because he, yeah. he, was, he was like – locked up and then somehow spun out of it and ended up getting in the end zone and scoring. Yeah, that was a great run back. There's it, no doubt it, about that. It really was. Oh. And and you but mentioned... more on to what you were just saying about Ritter, he he did not make any mistakes last week. He he was, and again, I, I think that's Arthur Smith's game plan, and, and I think he's drilled that into him. Listen, take the better to take a sack and, and we'll punt it away than to throw an interception. If there's nothing there, and you just, you know, let our defense hold them, we'll get the ball back. A punt's not a bad thing, you know. Mm-hmm. An interception is. <laughs> so yeah, he didn't throw any picks or anything close to a pick last week. So he, he, their ball security is is a big thing, I think, for the Falcons. So I don't know how many turnovers the Packers, but they might. They they're going to get some sacks, I think. I don't know if they're going to get a lot of like a lot of turnovers. They may. We'll see. Hopefully they they, they will. But but they're well, going to have the Packers are going to have to stop the run, and they did a good job last week. I mean, the Packer run defense, as as, as we know, has been. Pretty bad. Last year, they, they allowed uh, five yards of carry and like 139 yards a game. I remember that Eagles game. Eagles ran for 300 and some yards against them. Yeah, terrible. They've been, they were better since then. But, the, I mean, the Atlanta's going to come out and say, we're going to run. We're going to run. We're going to run. We're going to run. And until you stop us, and they're going to set up, they're going to try to make it like, you know, third and one, third and two instead of third and six or third and seven. And that the Packers have to stop the run. Or they have to stop them on early downs and make it third and seven, not third and, third and two, you know? And, they, you know, I like what I liked about the Packers front this last week against Bears. They, a lot of guys played a lot of, like, Kenny Clark didn't play 78 snaps mm-hmm. or whatever, you know what I'm saying? He that's, was, the, that's the luxury now. Yes. They, uh, Wooden played, Brooks played. Devontae Wyatt had a great game. Wyatt, Slayton. And Slayton, now Slayton's going to be big this week because he's he's your run stopper of, of, of all of them, right? I mean, he's he's your big nose. He's he's the one that's going to have to play play his A game this week, right? And then wrote and and, and same with the out with the line, you know the outside linebackers, the edge rushers. You had like you said, Gary played a handful of plays, and and apparently from what I've been reading, the Packers. I think I don't know if Lafleur came out. I think Lafleur came out and told the media this that he played. I think he played twelve snaps, and and had eight pressures. That's pretty impressive. Yep, we've <laughs> talked about it before. Impressive. It's not about how many snaps you play; it's how productive you are. 
Exactly. But he, the other, no, so and, he, well, and the, and the other thing is, too, is we were talking before the show, is then the, the big question with regards to stopping the run, the pressure, and all the production that the, the defensive line had was Atlanta's offensive line. And run blocking is something that they do well. They so do it's well strength on strength right now, according to the way the Packers played in week one. Now, I think the Falcons have a much better running attack than do the Bears. So it's going to be a lot tougher of a test. But it's yes. strength strength on strength. Packers uh, stout front there against an offensive line that run blocks better than they pass block. And the Packers, I think they're going to have to, and I think they can get away with this a little bit because you don't have to. I don't watch. I'll, I'll get. I'll look bad saying this, but the Falcons aren't going to go. They're not going to throw the ball downfield a lot. They're just not Ritter. That's not what Ritter does. Kyle Pitts is the problem now. He's a very good tight end. Like I said, he only caught two balls last week, but they were for forty-four yards. He's a, he's he's a big-time tight end. So uh, I guess it's going to be Devondre Campbell. We'll probably have to cover him most of the time. Mm-hmm. But the, the Packers can cheat with the safe. They can bring. They can bring an extra man in a box because I think the Packers' corners should be able to handle the Atlanta wide receivers straight up. I think you can man up on the, on their wide receivers and and bring the extra line, you know, bring extra guys in the box to to stop mm-hmm. uh, Robinson and Algier. Which, mm-hmm. You know, again, it's not going to be easy. They're they're a good run. They're they're that's a good that's a good tandem they have. This um, is where not a lot having of Quay. Surprised if, Atlanta, yeah, was this, well, if the, this is where if, if Quay can't go, this is where they they may miss him a little bit. Just being able to. Go a little bigger and keep both ILBs on the field because it's they they won't be able to if it's just Devondre. Well, McDuffie, who played a lot last week when after Quay came out, he's I mean he, his strength is stopping the run, right? He's more of a mm-hmm. run stopping yes. linebacker than he is a cover guy. Very much so. So if there is a game that you want that he has to play in, this would be the one, right? Where you you need to stop the run. So they just have to worry about Pitts, and I think that's going to be on on Campbell or maybe. Maybe you even double them with a safety. I think Carolina did a lot of that. Carolina did that. That did what they call that bracket coverage, where you have like two guys, like kind of like one shadowing them and one in front, one in back, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they, for the most part, they, like I said, he only caught two passes. They weren't. They both went for pretty good yards. But if you can hold Kyle Pitts to, to two catches over the course of the game, that's, you, you did a pretty good job. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I the obvious low hanging fruit. My favorite phrase. I work it in. I feel like once every show is Kyle Pitts, B. John Robinson, and making sure that they don't get, get off and get crazy. Now, Drake London, obviously. He didn't catch the ball. Didn't, he didn't. And the, the, these guys aren't going to get shut out the entire time. So as far as the receivers go, you got Drake London, Mac Hollins, and everybody knows who Scotty Miller is from back in his Tampa days. Uh, but that's, again. Well, Kevin King's not playing anymore. Kevin King is not playing. And the Packers' secondary, I, I feel pretty confident just from the way that they play big and confident. And Jair, obviously, very chippy, ready to go. Got into it right away with the Bears and and not afraid to to get a little bit more vocal. Now this is a one more year. This is a road game where you're not going to have the huge legions of Packers. There's going to be plenty of Packers fans in the stands, but you're not going to have the same following that you did in Chicago there. So I get this whole like set the tone, don't take any crap from anybody, all that kind of stuff too. But play discipline because the Packers did get nabbed a couple times for piling on, oh, pulling guys I, off the yeah. pile, the personal fouls and stuff. Can't have that this week. No, I mean that was that was the one. I thought, like I said, I thought the Packers played uh, the the offense looked nice. I mean, love love did. We're not, we're not really talk, supposed to talk offense, but let's just give them credit. They they did a night. Aaron Jones had a great game. Uh, I like what I saw from Reed and Dobbs and the offensive line. You know, Love had, had that one sack that was kind of on him. I think he took a little you know too much time, but 
No, you know, the defense, we just said the defense shut the Bears down pretty much. Special teams was, was very good, and it should be, for all the emphasis that they, they've paid to it. But, you know, if, if there was a bad thing from last week's game, you can't have nine penalties for 90 yards. You can't give up 90 yards of, of penalties against a good team, mm-hmm. or you're going to lose. Right. And luckily, they, the Bears aren't a good team, so they were able to get away with that. But, I mean, like even that penalty that, that, uh, that Campbell had, after um, the fumble, when uh, when Rousel recovered the fumble, and they're in there, they recovered it. In, they're in field goal range right there, and the 15 yards moves them out, and then they they went three and out. They wound up punting. That caught that that penalty cost them three points. I mean, that, you know, or a good or a good chance for three points. Right. You know. So I mean, you you can't. That's the kind of that's the kind of stuff you can't have. Now before the season um, started, so I I did a season preview on quick slants a couple weeks ago before week one started to kind of go through game by game and pick my game winners. This is one that I had the Packers dropping just simply because it's a young team. They have to, they're going on the road. They're going to have to learn to, to win on the road and all that kind of stuff too. How are you feeling about this one? Cause the Packers are favored by one. Now, again, that was, you know, they got it wrong last week. Packers beat the bears. They've got green Bay up favored by one in Atlanta. How are you feeling before the season? And is it any different now? No, I, I thought the pa- I think the Packers can win. I think it's going to be a good game. But like last week, I I picked the Packers to win by double figures. Last week, I I'm not the Bears aren't good. You were right about that. Yeah, you were right. Yep. Yeah, the Bears the Bears just aren't good. I don't think they're well coached. I don't think they're they're, not, they're just not good. I told you I bet I'm, I'm I'm laughing at the people that I made the bets with about the Packers Bears. But I actually texted a couple and said, "Do you want to pay me now, or you want to you want to wait till the end of the season? <laughs> right. it, yeah. It's it's up to you." But the Falcons, like I said, I I think they're a good team. I think they're very well coached. So I think it's going to be a good game, but I, I'm, I like the Packers. Like I think it's going to be close. I'm, I'm picking like twenty four twenty. Close, yeah, close game. Good game, yeah, good game. I think it's going to, yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. I think the Falcons are Falcons. I think again, if the Falcons had a experienced quarterback, I think they'd be real. I think they'd be a team that you'd have to really pay attention to. Ritter doesn't. He's like I said, he's he's a game manager. Don't mess up. But that yeah, it's not how you don't. I think you need more. In, in today's NFL, you need more than that. And I would I say, guess. like, you know, some people are like, oh, well, there's some game managers who are really good. So if you, you look at, like, a Jared Goff, for example, in Detroit. What is, what, you know, and I, 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 I don't think Desmond Ritter is is striking the same type. I'm, I'm also not afraid no. of Jared Goff either. But I'd be more worried about Goff and, and the Lions yeah. than I would if it was Ritter and the Falcons. I think there's an opportunity to, to force some mistakes there. I mean, yeah, he didn't make any last week. But, again, it's – it's Carolina and Carolina. We we don't know. I mean, they they could be. They have a, a very young quarterback starting on their side as well. And I know that again, like you said, it's not the it's not the uh, Packers offense against the Falcons defense. But uh, Jesse Bates, the safety free agent acquisition for Atlanta, had himself a game, and that was one of the big reasons. If the Packers take care of the football, I mean, obviously, if you you put yourself in a hole early, turn the ball over and you've got a big deficit to overcome, then things get a lot easier for that game manager, Ritter, and you've got Robinson that he can well, that dump the ball up to. That game was 10-10 mm-hmm. at one point. Mm-hmm. And then the Falcons, Young turned it over, Falcons scored, Young turned it over, Falcons scored, and they won 24-10. But it was, that was a 10, that was a back, it was 7-0, it was It looked like it was going to be a back-and-forth game until Panthers start making mistakes. Mm-hmm. Or, and and this, I shouldn't say the Panthers, Falcons forced mistakes too. I mean, they took advantage of a Young their 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 defense showed young some things he's probably well I think he never seen anything before it was his first game but mm-hmm. you know it, it, it's tough for a kid making his first start on the road 
you know. Yeah, no, it is. Again, I, 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 we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago when we had Mark Ross on. What's the rush with putting these kids in right away? I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm against it. I think, I, I, well, uh, let me ask you if you, your opinion on this. Do you think that some of it is the, the situation where the GM and the head coach, like they're, they're given that leeway to say, hey, okay, you've got a young quarterback, so we know that we have to set realistic expectations for the next couple of years, and they don't feel that pressure of we have to win right now. So, yeah, I'm playing my young guy right now. We'll get him some experience. I've got a two-year leash. And then in year three, then it ramps up, and okay, the excuses are gone. Yeah, that's probably part of it. But I, I still think it's better for the kid. And I have proof in Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in football right now. Yeah, great example. Didn't play his first year. Sat and watched Alex Smith, you know, I go. I'll go back further to and Andy, both Andy Reid, Donovan McNabb didn't play his rookie year. Sat and watched Doug Peterson, mm-hmm. who wasn't good, <laughs> but sat and watched and learned. You know, Aaron Rodgers. He sat now. That and Jordan Love both sat three years. That's a little longer than normal, but still, I. I mean, it doesn't always go like. And Joe Burrow's first year was obviously not great, right? No, he got hurt. You, you missed most of it. Josh Allen had a lot of struggles. Right. Early on. And now it's he's a, he's an interesting one. He's he's playing. He's he in the last half of last year and and last week or this past Monday night, he did not look very good. He's turning the ball no. over a lot. He's I used to say he reminds me of Brett Favre. Yeah. Because he's a gunslinger. He's well now he's just bad Brett Favre. Yeah, he really is. He's, not, it's, he's, he's, he's Brett Favre without the good plays. He's just the bad Brett Favre. Just the fumbles. Like I remember the fumble at the end of the Minnesota game yes. last year and they end up yes. losing. He you know, he fumbles a yes. a snap because he's he's like looking up field. It was it wasn't a bad snap. He was looking yes. up field and he takes his eye off the ball and, and all of a sudden I mean, it's it's there a turnover. was no reason and this affects the Packers because we want the Jets to lose every game now to get a good second round pick, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did the Jets the Jets shouldn't have won that game. No, and all the Bills had to do it was 13-3, right? Win that game 16-3. Yeah. Just win. Just don't do stupid things. Like I was just saying what, what Atlanta tries. You know, just punt, punt them deep. Zach Wilson's not going 90 yards. He's right. not. They're not. That Jets team's not going to go 90 yards against you. But you keep turning the ball over and giving them the ball, giving them short fields and letting them bring a punt back. Yeah, they could beat you. <laughs> but don't. Uh, yeah. Alan, Alan missed. And, and, and listen, I'll give him credit. He came out and said, I, it was, this was all on me. I lost the game. I give the kid a lot of credit for, for saying that. A lot of quarterbacks would point fingers or do say whatever. Mm-hmm. I give the kid credit, but he's got to stop doing it. He's got to stop. If you're a Bills fan, you know, you got you to worry about that. Yeah. No, for, you de- definitely do. Definitely do. But as far as, you know, getting back to the getting back to the whole the whole Packers yeah. thing here, I mean, so what's your, it's what, – What's your take? You said now you said I, before the season you had them – Losing. I had them losing. Did, I didn't put – Did, I did didn't anything put a, happen to change your mind? I didn't put a score on it. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, I'm kind of a pick 'em at this point now. You call me call me getting too getting really high on the Packers and the way they played in Week One. I know it was against a different team and the Bears aren't as good as the Falcons, but I still think it matters. You know when you when you when you prove to to have a disparity between your team and the other team, then you should win a game like that. I mean, how many times did Aaron Rodgers destroy the you know the Bears when they were much worse than the Packers? Now again, Week One, strange stuff. I, we we don't know how the season's going to totally shake out, but. They took care of it. So, yeah, I'm a little bit higher on them right now. I won't be surprised if they end up winning the game. I won't be surprised if they still don't win the game because, again, it's a tough – it's an East Coast road trip, long travel, like all that all that young young players. I think it matters. I know that tra- offense travels and all the stuff that they say there. 
but that matters. I mean, the old, the easy out and the cop out answer for me too is it's just going to come down to what happens up front on both sides, on both sides of the ball. Yeah. If the Packers can get yes. their, they can get their pressure and they can force the front there. I mean, Bijan, Bijan Robinson is going to make some plays because he's he's just as much of a threat in the passing game as he yeah. is in the in the run game. He's he's going to make some plays. Now, I'm not saying he's going to go off for a buck fifty like he would have a, a back like that would have last year against the Packers. I think they're the change defense, but we could be eating our words. And, you know, by halftime, I'm like, well, old habits die hard. Who knows? I mean, you know, you and I will will stay in touch. I'm not doing the PSF stream this week, so I don't know oh, who's no. I don't know who's handling it. So I'm just fanboying this week, which I'm looking forward to. So it'll be a, it'll be an early game, and out here in Phoenix, what's weird? It's a 10 a.m. kickoff in those yeah. these early games, the first part of the season. Now, you you get the game this week? Well, I, get, well, I have, the, you ticket. have the, the, the ticket. Yeah, I do, this, but I'm I the game again. it's national again. It's my local game. Yeah, yeah, it's national. Which I kind of thought it would be because the Panthers play Monday night, so I usually get it when the Panthers aren't aren't the you know aren't they're playing Thursday or Monday or four o'clock or whatever. I usually get it at an NFC South game. I you know because the, the the feeling is Panther fans would want would want to see the Falcons or want to see the Saints. Well, yeah, the Cardinals well, the Cardinals are the late game here in Phoenix, right. so they won't they won't conflict. And the Packers and Falcons are the early game, so yeah, that one should be on national TV yep. as well here too. I'm looking looking forward to watching it. I mean, I I don't know I don't as as far as a as far as a final score goes. I'm still feeling. Didn't I say 24 17 last week? I don't know why that the, that that score that score is just calling me here. It just it's it just seems like a twenty four seventeen. You had it close. You said twenty four twenty, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty four twenty. Yeah. I think I think that's realistic. I mean, the Packers aren't. Gonna, I know that for you. They're not going to have as much real. much luck against every team as they did against Chicago. I mean, Chicago essentially, Mark, you know, really only scored fourteen points. So six points in garbage time. Yeah. I don't. Right. I don't. The backup backups. They, they, they had their backup defense, in for the most part. Right. Yeah. I mean, they've got Dallin Levitt playing safety. That's a good sign for the Packers. Well, I guess it's not a good sign if they're wrong. If you know, if there's injuries, obviously, fingers crossed, there aren't. But when you've got your your backups that deep in the, the depth chart, that I think your lead is pretty safe. Right. Which was good because then they get some rest for guys who needed yeah, rest, like you know, Dobbs. Dobbs doesn't have to play as much. You get Kenny Clark off there. You get you get Rashawn Gary on his pitch count, all that kind of stuff. All those things help out. You know, and then and then you need you need more reps for guys like no Dontavian Wicks needs to redeem himself. It would be nice for him to have a couple nice catches in this game because he had a couple really bad penalties. Yeah, last apparently week apparently he blocked real well. Did okay, yeah, and I think I think that's and that's what I that's what I mean is I think this is a game where I don't ever want to lose any game and want to say like oh any game's a throwaway. And I know I talk about week one not mattering too much because it's the first game of the season. But this is one of those games right now where, and, I, and it might have something to do with the fact that I already resolved myself to the Packers having a struggle here, maybe not winning this game. I'm not going to be too upset if they don't, unless they just absolutely, you know, they, they blow a, a three-score lead or something dumb like that. Then I'll be upset. But I won't, if it's a close competitive game and the Falcons come out on top, I won't be too I won't be too upset because I do think that they're they're kind of an, an up-and-coming team. They've got, like you said, they've got a good head coach that's that's got some stuff going for him. It's not like the bears where you just don't see any path to success with their, you know, with their coaching, and their leadership. And now I'm just throwing a bunch of shade out there, but I, but, I, but I don't, am I wrong? No. Yeah. So I think we both agree the Packers win this one. And if they do, then now they're two and O and going into their home opener against the saints who weren't that impressive in their, you know, in their game in week one, Derek Carr is Derek Carr. I mean, I, and, and I think there's going to be a lot of juice 
for Jordan Love in his first game as a full-time yeah. starter at home. And they, the Packers get a little edge there in that they're coming home after two road games, which is always a, a good trend. The Saints will be traveling after a Monday night game. You know, interestingly enough, all of Love's extended playing time and starts have come on the road. This will be his first game at home. I wonder if he's almost going to be like, hey, there's, it's oh, too yeah. friendly of a crowd. <laughs> I didn't think of that. That's right. Although he, the Packer fans were... in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And, is, and when Philly, he, and and that then, game was in Philly. Mm-hmm. All road games. I didn't, I didn't think of that. And hmm. tough environments. And say what you will about the Bears not being a good team, but going to play in Chicago as a well, Packer. Tough, right? Philly and Kansas City are very, very tough. Very tough. Both very, very tough. Well, here's, so, speaking of that Philly game, and, and I'll leave you on this, and this will end up on talk about, talking about the Packer defense. So last year, that game at the end of November, the Packers gave up 40 points to the Eagles. Mm-hmm. 40-33 final. Since that game, the Packers defense. The Packers have not allowed more than twenty points in a game. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. No, the Set defense. Six, five, the last five games of last year, and then the opener this year. Well, allowed twenty or less in every game. And I. That's that's, that's pretty good. That's one of the things you and I talked about before the season started. Was if the defense is going to be better or, or good and keep it manageable, then all these hedged and, and low expectations, you might be able to raise the bar a little bit on the Packers. And because if the offense is only having to score three times. That's pretty manageable in most football games, even for an even yeah. for a pedestrian offense. If you can hold a team, if you could, if you hold the, the opponent to twenty, you're going to win more games than you lose. Yeah, no, definitely. And as and as you, you said, know? there's the, every the team that has had the most points on the scoreboard is has won 100 percent of the time in the history of the NFL. Yeah, so that's, it's that's, it's that's true. <laughs> a very important very important factoid there. So as far as so there's there's our our breakdown there for you, and and as far as. What is coming up for you this week at Pack Report? What is up now? What's coming up? Same as always. My, I, my, I can, my schedule is just going to be the same for the rest of the year. Immediately after the game, I do my instant analysis. So that's still up now, along with a million other stories now, because the, our guys at Packer Report are just turning out the stories now. But then every, then every Friday, I'll have a preview of the, of the upcoming game. Well, again, I shouldn't say every Friday. As long as the game's on Sunday, if the, the game's on Thursday, we, things change obviously. But uh, I have a game, you know, a game analysis and a game preview every week. Okay, very good. And I'll have quick slants that'll come out on Monday with a breakdown of what happened against the Falcons and a look ahead to the Week Three opener against the Saints. I'll be in the house for that one. And so, yeah, next week we got a sub. Paul oh, Brettel's going to next week. Paul Brettel, yep. Paul Brettel subbing in for me. He will be with you. And then I'll be back the after the, the Saints game to tell everybody how my trip to Lambeau was, how the food was, eating my way from Milwaukee up to Green Bay and all that other good stuff. And hopefully we're talking about a phenomenal home opener to usher in the Jordan Love era at Lambeau Field. Well, the Packers usually win when, when you go, right? They have a pretty good record. I won't say what it is because I don't want to jinx anything, but yes, they have a... I, I know that you went to the Dallas game last year. That was I was at the Dallas game last year, which I was resolving myself to it not turning out well. But you know what? Even if it had not... I was still having such a good day. There are some games I remember more than others, and sure. I think some of it depends on who I'm around, surrounded by and if, if there's a good group of people or anything like that. Um, last year, was I had an awesome pod of people around me, and that was a lot of fun. And if the, even if the game hadn't gone super, super well, I think I still would have had a good take on the game or a good takeaway from it because the, the overall environment was fine. And I did kind of go into it thinking to myself, like, hey, I think Dallas is the better team. I don't know if the Packers are going to win this one. And then that was you probably get, your best win of the year. Like. Well, what was also interesting about it too is is you know it called me the, the spoiled Packers fan was I think Aaron Rodgers there was a stat that he only hit on like what four of his deep throws all year and I think one of one of those was the big the bomb to Watson for his first NFL touchdown 
when he did the backflip. And then he had two others that were shorter passes. But just being able to see, like, the highest version of the Packers, and and if that was one of Rodgers, I mean, he had a really good game against Minnesota, too, at at Lambeau, but that was one of Rodgers' last really good, like, iconic games at Lambeau because he really did help help make that thing happen. Who was the coach of the other team? It was uh, some guy named McCarthy, Michael. Michael, Michael, yeah. Jay Rogers, McCarthy, whatever. It is. I, I Rogers wasn't going to lose to Mike McCarthy. No, no, he, he was, was not. And and Mike McCarthy was very, very, very frustrated after that one. So now I'm looking forward, looking forward to it uh, definitely. But I do have to give a quick shout out too, and just just say you know we were we're looking at some of our our numbers over this this past month, and we've had a lot of ears on our content, and I just want to thank everybody that that listens to us every week. And all the other shows as well, the support that obviously we, we wouldn't have anything to talk about if there weren't, weren't people that wanted to hear it. So I want to just I just want to say to ourselves, we've just you could just call me and we could just sit and talk. Yeah, thank you. We could we could, but you know how it's not it be as much fun. Not as much fun, exactly. So I thank you to everybody who listens to our show yeah, all the time. Even fans are the best. I mean, yeah, they really are, and, and it's yeah, they're the best. I mean, some of them get a little nuts on Twitter and stuff and their ex, and you know that that's that's the nature of fans, I guess. But for the most part, they're the best. Yeah, no, they really are. Both here and overseas, you know who you are. Everybody is is phenomenal. All of our regulars too. And I do, I get messages from them during the week too, and they'll reach out and say, "Hey, love the show," and and it's awesome. I've you know got some messages from my my good buddy Harry in in Canada. He's he's a very regular and in, in picking my brain on stuff that's going on over over there. I'm I'm sure that he's bracing for his side of the mountain to get less and less sunlight. I know that's been a big thing for him <laughs> the past many years. We're going to have to do a weather report at some point now yeah, that the, we we're getting well, to the end of summer. Planning a dome, so that when there's no weather. It won't but be any we weather. Will. Yeah. But, but once we get into the actual fall, we'll have to start doing some, I think, I think at every season change, we can, we can do a, a throwback yeah, and do some, weather. I think we can, I think we're allowed. No, we should be fine. So thanks everybody for riding along with the Thursday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. Enjoy the game this week. Hopefully we're talking about a two and old Packers team getting ready to take on the Saints. But regardless, your week is winding down well. Take care of yourself. And as always, go Pack Go. happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com